0: This is Phil Farron. and I am driving home. It's Thursday today. It is the 11th. I was getting ready to say, oh, happy new year. And I thought, wait a minute. I probably did that last week. (laughs) But anyways, it is the 11th. It appears that we have closed the year for my major client, yay. Got all the cash receipts done last night got everything launched and taken care of uh, today although there was a little still a little hiccup but we had Rusty in and he took care of it and so it took him a little while to chase that one down though it had to do with a default that wasn't set up correctly Um, which is really interesting that we've never hit that in four or five years Um, but that's the way it is with systems they can be going along happy as a clam and then something shows up ten years later Uh, So, anyway, so yay, we're closed. That's all good. It's all good. I personally have started on a new campaign to increase my um, nitric oxide levels. Because I think I'm missing all the greens that I was eating on the carnivore diet. And I was... missing all those nitrates that were getting converted into nitric oxide levels because my blood pressure has been kind of creeping up. And when I went to the dentist and she put the wrist cuff on me and it came out at 145, I was like, what? 145 over 80, something like that. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, And I've been checking in it regularly and I'm anywhere, depending on the day, depending on how much pressure I'm under, anywhere from like 120 to you know i have seen 145 once but usually it's 138 or I'm, well i used to be like 115 over 70. um but that was when i was eating all the greens so i'm layering the greens back in at this point interestingly enough i've been on the carnivore diet for long enough that i'm having a histamine response to the greens uh, <laughs> so while i'm not having any inflammation when I get up the next day, I've got a little drainage in my nose, so I'm just going to keep powering through it for about four weeks here and see if I can get my digestive system back back around to where it doesn't have a histamine response when I eat greens. Uh, and I've been eating some collard greens, and then also I'm going to I have started taking uh, super beets, which is a powdered form of beetroot that's specially designed to get uh, nitrates into your system to make nitric oxide. The reason why you make nitric oxide is because nitric oxide uh, is a vasodilator. It helps your blood vessels relax. And when you have enough nitric oxide, usually if everything else is working correctly, then you know that does take care of lowering your blood pressure. What was funny was I was talking to a buddy just before I got in the car and we were talking about nitric oxide he was mentioning that he was taking these powdered beets um, and he said he had actually gone to a doctor because his blood pressure had started climbing and the doctor said look I can put you on blood pressure medicine or you could just start taking this and he opted to just start taking that and I said oh what version of it and he said oh it's super beets and then I was like oh I'm taking something he said well what is it and I you know went over it was super beets it's the same thing so it's like, score! And I said, that helped you? He said, oh yeah. He said, it helped me. So anyways, I'm hoping that'll do the same for me. The only problem is, is the super beets, beets in general, have oxalates in them. And um, I am have the body type that I make calcium oxalate kidney stones. It was one of the reasons I stopped eating spinach. If I keep hydrated continuously, then you know, I can flush them out, but anything that's high in oxalates like that, if I don't keep enough water, I'll, I'll create a kidney stone out of it. So that's not what we want. I've done that before. I don't want to do that again. So anyways, that's kind of a little uh, update on a physical adventure that I'm having. The costumes are going fine. Um, I think I'm on track. I m- might have mentioned last week that I had a friend who had come up with an idea for someone in a duck costume, and he knew I had a duck costume, and I was planning on heading over to his house to do some recording, but he's making some changes to his studio, so we just left it with, you know, when you get ready and you think you want to try something, let me know. I'll come over and try something. So um, that's going fine. Writing is going fine. Um, If I get 500 words in tonight, I think I'm caught up for the week so that's good um, and I don't think it'll be any trouble getting those 500 words tonight I uh, got a little bit of exercising and I am getting home a little later than normal because I stopped in at the church to help get set up for Sunday but got that done and uh, heading home now all that's good um, so yeah there's. Um, I'm still working along on Pi.ai for the Love Your Robot costume And um, I took an old Android, it's an old Android tablet, and I just kept upgrading it until I got it to the version that would actually run Pi, Um, and that all worked out fine. It's interesting because Lynette had older iPad tablets, but you couldn't do that. They would only let you upgrade so far, and then they'd say, nope, can't do that, and then Pi would say, nope, can't run on that, and that would be that. So. Yay for Android. Um, I am thinking about possibly going ahead and investing in an Android tablet. Um, Just because the one I have, the screen is getting more and more cracked on it because it was cracked to begin with, but I got it cheap. And I have used it on my costumes uh, for several different costumes. And, you know, so it might be time to like, break down and do something a little more up-to-date so we'll see we'll see i can run it though on pi and it does work so i have that maybe i'll do that this year and then save up next year do some stuff i don't know we'll figure it out um i still have yet to get the love your robot day costume approved by my wife i've just been working on the big wig day because big wig day is only two weeks away now so i gotta get i gotta get myself going here um but things are fine. It's coming together. The leggings took longer than I was expecting, but they're fine. They're good. Ta da! Um, so yeah. So that's all good. Um, so God is good. And I had a lovely breakfast this morning with a buddy, and you know really enjoyed it. And we talked about a lot of cool stuff and good stuff, etc. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, I came across a documentary on Amazon as I was working on costumes. I had seen the documentary, uh, that I I had seen that the documentary was available before. I saw what the topic was. I thought that would be an interesting topic to learn more about, and then I shied away from the topic because of the topic. And finally the last night I thought, and I, thought, well, you should just read some reviews. So I read some reviews on the documentary, and the reviews were pros and cons, wide variety of pros and cons, which is not surprising given the uh, topic of the documentary. Um, So as I was reading through it, I finally just thought, you know, look, you already recognize that this is a topic that that spurs a lot of fear and disgust in some people and uncomfortability and all that sort. You already know that. Watch the documentary. See what it has to say. Um. And so I did. <laughs> And in fact, it was saying all the things I expected it to say, because the guy worked on this documentary for seven years, talked to bunches and bunches of different people about the topic, got all sorts of input. I thought it was fairly balanced, and that it showed things from a lot of different sizes, sides, and I felt like it did a pretty balanced job. And what was interesting to me, again, was the people that were negative on the topic, they were making all these blanket statements about the topic, about how it affected other things and this. And they were just, these are our definitive blanket statements. And you're like, I was listening and going, well... Maybe if it's used like that, you know, or in this, but that's not the only way to use it, you know. I mean, so we were talking. So I was thinking last night as I was thinking about talking about this today that I could make blanket statements about a lot of things that would lead people to believe that there's something inherently wrong with that thing. So for instance, oh, hold up, get in my mail. I could say, oh, eating, eating is just terrible for you. Have you seen these people who eat all that sugar? You know, who eat all that, uh, that stuff that they shouldn't be eating it's just terrible for you have you seen what that does to them when they eat all that stuff with all that sugar they get addicted to it they can't stop eating and look what it does to them over time it just destroys their health it's just terrible or i could say about drinking have you seen what drinking does to people people drink all of that alcohol and that alcohol just destroys their liver, and it's just terrible what alcohol and drinking alcohol does to people. And I just think drinking is awful. You know, you can do that with a lot of different things. And we hear me saying that, and we have an immediate response to that, like, well, no, wait, wait, (laughs) wait. Are you talking about several different things here. You know, not all drinking is drinking alcohol. Not all eating is eating nothing but simple carbs and sugars. There are other ways to approach this. And if you haven't figured out by now, uh, the documentary that I was watching was on masturbation. And so it was a documentary both on male and female uh, masturbation. And where it has been through the years, and there's been protagonists and antagonists, and there's been a variety of opinions on it all, and yada, 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 yada. And I was watching this again and thinking, how fascinating is this? Because uh, the first real time that I was trying to come to a formulation come to some, something where I can make some sort of intelligent statement about all this was when some friends had written me, they had discovered their son in his bedroom watching porn and masturbating and they wanted to know what do you think about this, what, what should we do about this? I'm not seeing lights flashing here. and Oh, no, there they are. Okay, we're okay. And we're still running? We're still running. Yes, we're still running. Sorry, didn't need to hit the recorder on the windshield. And so, you know, I kind of went through what is kind of the normal spiel for me now, and, and that is that this is a subsystem that God designed. You know, it has a certain thing that it's trying to do, and we just need to understand what it's trying to do and how we can work with that subsystem, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think even though someone's going to point out the verses about Paul talking about how that it's wrong to just think of anything to do with sex as, you know, just eating and drinking. Uh, And I would agree with that statement that it is, you know, going out and having sex with people is not the same as just eating and drinking. There are so many involvements because these subsystems, these... Reproductive subsystems are so powerful. They're so powerful that we have to really be aware of what we're doing and what that's doing to us emotionally and mentally beyond just physically. But... It's interesting to listen to all the people who are denigrating the practice going all the way to the extremes. Well, your life force is going out and you're just going to be tired all the time and pornography is just horrible. and that's, But that's that's not what I'm talking about when I'm just looking at the subsystems and saying, okay, so how can we work our best within these subsystems? Because we know this about the reproductive subsystems. They are very deep within us, and they have very powerful controls that will control us if we let it get out of hand, period, will. They have very powerful controls that will be exploited by the flesh. So, like, some of the experts' opinions in this documentary on masturbation was that, well, we need to be very careful because, you know, there's a definite link between violence and masturbation, because we see that in serial killers. It's like, oh, come on. Because what's happening in that case is you have masturbation, which exists for a reason. There's a reason that whatever, 92%, 98% of men admit to masturbating and the other 2% are lying. Um, you know, there's a reason... For that, that's pretty simple when you run the numbers, and the flesh, of course, is going to try to capitalize on that system. So, does the violent behavior get linked between masturbation in the mind because it's inherently linked? No. What's happening is there's masturbation, and then the flesh sees an opening there, and it pushes that and links it and keeps moving the fantasies in the man's mind as he's masturbating towards violence because that's what the flesh does. It finds where we are weak and it exploits the weakness. Um, but just, just to recap, I haven't said this in a while, but I, I think it's really important. A, yes, porn is bad. Don't look at porn to begin with. And certainly, Don't look at porn while you're masturbating, because when you activate that subsystem and then you look at things that are as corrupt as porn is, your flesh is going to amplify that and tie those things together. And then it's going to beat on your head with guilt about the fact that you did that. So it's going to push you towards it. And then as soon as you do it, it's going to come back around And just accuse and belittle and make fun of you. And just all that stuff is going to rage up inside you. And then all that's going to get tangled around with this very natural subsystem. And yeah, the outcome will not be good. It just absolutely will not be good. Um, So A, don't use porn. B... Don't overuse your reproductive subsystem to cause dopamine spikes. Just like you don't want to overeat. Just like you don't want to overdrink. It's a subsystem. Use in moderation. Now, some some might immediately say, okay, well, what do you mean moderation? Is that like once a month? Is it once a week? Actually, no. And what's interesting on this documentary um, is they were paralleling the studies between, you know, does masturbation cause an increase in, like, prostate cancer? And there's studies on both sides because they're not really taking out the confounding factors. They're not doing apples to apples. So they, like, study young men on porn who are overdriving their systems and saying, well, yeah, that's you can see later that leads to an increase in the potential for prostate cancer. And then on the other hand, they're uh, studying men who are frequently masturbating, but not overdriving their systems. And they're like, you know, this is probably best for the prostate to, you know, because the prostate in the process of doing this is probably flushing out some of those cancerous cells. And so you're actually it's a preventative thing. And so any issue that you deal with when it comes down to masturbation, what you're going to see is you've got both sides arguing against each other. Um, But I just think we just need to be a little mature about this. So, for instance, from the male perspective, I've said this to friends. I've probably said this on the podcast before. As I understand it, every eight days when a man's reproductive system is firing correctly, every eight days he cycles and he makes two billion sperm. 2 billion with a B. Not coincidentally, when a man ejaculates, he ejaculates 250 to 300 million sperm. Well, if you do the math, you know, I think every eight days you take 8 divided by 2 billion. And I think that comes out to just pretty close to 250 million. (laughs) You know, 2 billion divided by eight. I'm pretty sure that comes out to about 250 million. What does that tell us? That tells us that the body is stocking up for a man to ejaculate every day. That's what the system capacity is at. Now, you can't overdrive that, but there are problems with overdriving it. And you can't underdrive it. But if you underdrive it, you can bet that those urges that are generated by a male reproductive system of looking at women and trying to determine if they can be used as tools, those urges are going to be amplified. Because just by running the raw numbers, it looks to me at least... That, in fact, that system is going to achieve some sort of homeostasis humming along at a good pace if a man ejaculates every day. So that's that. I I have found, (laughs) when I'm at that pace, and it's not every, every, every day. I mean, every couple of weeks something happens, I might miss a day and that kind of stuff. I have found at that pace, I just don't have to think that much about my reproductive systems. I don't have... Any problems just looking women in the eye and talking to them as real human beings. You know, when a pretty girl walks by, my response can be, I thank you, my God, that you place such beauty in the world. But that's it. You know, I can look at advertisements with pretty women in them and I think, oh, that's a cool costume. Yeah, it's really cut well for her body and she moves really nice. But it's not, oh, I gotta have her. I mean, it's not, it's just not. I still notice, obviously, I'm a guy, I notice. But it doesn't drive me because my reproductive system thinks it's getting exercised at, you know, what is homeostasis capacity. So there's that. And then it even it even becomes more important when you start talking about women, because the pleasure center, the clitoris for women isn't actually tied to pregnancy. And it isn't always accessible through normal reproductive intercourse. Which means that this subsystem was created for women's pleasure, period. It was not created for reproduction. It was created for a woman's subsystem, period. So that she would have a subsystem that would bring her pleasure all by itself. And why did God create it that way if he didn't think, women should enjoy that pleasure all by itself. Do you think that God put that whole thing there and then said, well, you know, you should never touch yourself. Only your husband gets to touch you. What? What? Especially in light of the fact that women, on average, in general, are higher in anxiety and neuroticism because of their subsystem that does this miracle, of conceiving and carrying a child. And there was a certain level of anxiety that came along with that subsystem for the survival of the species, and God in his kindness and his wisdom not only built women to be miracles, he gave them a pleasure subsystem that did not have to exist for anything else except pleasure. And I think he did that as a trade-off because he knew he had heightened their anxiety levels and he gave them that as a way to help them deal with anxiety. And when you talk to women or listen to women who have pioneered masturbation or pioneered learning how to get the most pleasure out of their bodies, what you hear from them over and over is that it has revolutionized their lives. So... It was the name of the documentary on Amazon was Sticky, I think, which, again, that's probably an inappropriate title. And it was actually made by a guy who was trying to figure out masturbation because he'd been told this and he'd been told that and the other. And it's it was really fascinating because they went through this whole thing, talking to all these experts. And then at the end of the interviews with each of them, they asked them directly, do you masturbate? And some of them went, yeah, absolutely. Every chance I get. And it's wonderful. And was go, oh, I don't, I don't, well, I don't, I mean, maybe sometimes But I don't do that, you know. So the guy who did the documentary, as he was addressing the camera for almost the entire documentary, was hidden. He was in shadow, like he was in the witness protection program or something. And then when it got to the end, somebody asked him, so why don't you want to show your face? And he went, okay, fine. And he turned on, so he showed it. And then they asked him. Do you masturbate? And he was like, I, um, I can't. Um. Yep. After he had made this giant program on documentary of people speaking in glowing terms of a whole series of people admitting to, yes, yes, we masturbate. He couldn't get it out. He, he just kept sputtering and finally said, yeah, OK, we're going to end it here. <sighs> so where does all that come from? Well, I would submit that the flesh knows that it can take the reproductive urges, that it can take things like masturbation, and if it can surround it by fear, surround it by disgust, surround it by uncertainty, surround it by humiliation, that it can keep people from doing this very natural process where you can lower your anxiety levels, where you can diminish the effect of the reproductive systems on your life, And having higher anxiety and having your brain constantly wondering if a woman can be used for a tool, in fact, just helps the flesh. And so the flesh is going to be more than happy to try to convince you that you shouldn't ever tell anybody that you masturbate and that you shouldn't, you know, and that it's people are going to make fun of you and it's going to be terrible. And just people will be aghast and look how horrible it's going to be if you ever say anything about this. And I, myself, even after all these years and all my experience, when I looked at that documentary, you know, there was hesitation in me. It was like, "Mm -mm," when I just saw what it was called and what it was about. And I just had to push through and say, "Okay, look, find out what this is, you know. Is it just a jerk fest? And if it is, then you're not going to watch that. But if it's any kind of a balanced discussion on this, and many people said, you know, this seemed very balanced and it had a lot of good information in it. And I was like, okay, let's do this thing. But even I, with all my experience, with all my admissions, you know, the flesh is still trying to convince me that, ooh, that's a taboo subject. It's really fascinating. It's really, really fascinating. When these are tools that God has provided for us to help us on the journey and to show us that he is not a prude, that he built our pleasure systems so that we could be pleasured in this life. That's not all doldrums and it's not all fear and it's not all drudgery, but he actually gave us these subsystems as his gift to us because of what we experience in this life and it's just a really really nice little thing that helps you let off a little steam helps you calm yourself a little bit, gives you a little pop it's a good thing this is Phil Ferrand and I have made it home